Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and today is Friday, September 30th, 2016, and today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter of vision for you, and we are going to be starting on page 152, With the second paragraph, yes, there is a substitute. We'll be reading three paragraphs. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Amy E., the 12 Traditions, Naomi B. Our text readers this morning are Du L., Nadia B., Nancy H., and our newcomer greeter today is Janice M. And a correction for the share ID for Wednesday, the 28th day of September, is 9118. Wednesday, the 28th, 9118. And the share ID for yesterday, Thursday, September 29th, is 9121. 9121. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Amy E. to read the 12 steps for us, please. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, visionaries. Uh, Happy Friday. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Amy E. And I will now ask Naomi B. to read the 12 traditions for us, please. Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depend upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself and our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted service. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issue, hence the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you share and be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So, today we are resuming our study of the big book in the chapter of Vision for You. We are on page 152. We are going to start reading the second paragraph. Yes, there is a substitute. Three paragraphs will be read. And the comments will be on the second and third paragraphs, please. And I will ask Duell to read for us. Good morning, um, Duell, Recover Compulsive Overeater. Yes, there is a substitute, and it's vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. 
There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. And thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? You're going to meet these new friends in your community. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in large places, there are hundreds, high and low, rich and poor. These are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties. For you will escape disaster together and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love love thy neighbor as yourself. Um, Okay. Uh, My name is Duel, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And um, this paragraph is so apropos. I um, I was thinking this morning, wow, you know, it it just ties in with um, what what I had to do yesterday. Yesterday I went to uh, an intergroup meeting, and we were discussing the many problems that OA has and how people are sick and suffering and how can we be of maximum service to our groups and to our neighbors and to those that are in and out of these rooms. Um, Cause you know, there's a lot of people out there that are still suffering, but if we don't have a place here to bring the recovery and to, you know, help the people that we're already helping, you know, how are we going to help someone else? And one of the things that was brought up in the meeting is that we need to bring it back to this big book and we need to bring it back to the message that holds these alcoholics, these compulsive overeaters, um, you know, that, that can give them a solution that can give them a way out. And, and we talked about, you know, how that can be done. And one of the things that kept being the theme of the whole meeting was personal recovery. It starts with us. It starts with each and every individual. And I thought that was so awesome because that's what we do here at this meeting every morning is talk about personal recovery. And those that have spearheaded the work, those that are recovered can help in so many other ways. And we talked about the many different ways that we can be helping other people. And, um, I mean, things that I never even thought of myself because it was my, my first meeting there. And, um, you know, and I thought, wow, if we don't have the personal recovery ourselves, we can't help others, you know. So it all boils down to is dependent on each and every one of us. You know, we need each other so desperately and so much to keep this going, to keep the doors of OA open to everyone else. And how do we start with that? How do we get that? Well, we first have to recover in order to help other people, you know, um, and to keep this going, to keep helping others. And, um, and I, just, I just see that, you know, that as we journey together, um, we avoid the disaster. As we 
continue to take on the responsibility of of doing this work ourselves and then being able to transmit this to others that's how we love thy neighbor and 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 love as as we love ourselves because we're taking the responsibility to recover and then pass the message on to others and with that i pass thank you duel and I'm going to open it up now. And who would like to share on the second and third paragraphs that do read this morning? Tina S. Shannon S. Tina, Shannon. Nancy H. Nancy. Amanda R. Amanda. Okay, this is what I heard. Tina S. Shannon, I didn't get your last initial, Nancy H. And Amanda R. Tina, you're up. Thanks, Monica, for your service uh, this morning. And Tina has compulsive meter anorexic in Florida. Great paragraph to be read. And uh, thanks for the share. It was wonderful. You know, uh, when I when I got to Overeaters Anonymous and, or any, you know, I'm in several programs, you know, I didn't come here for any of this stuff. You know, and today uh, a lot of that is why I stay and why I continue to do the deal and work the 12 steps so that, you know, so that this comes true for me where it says, um, you know, among them you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties for you will ex- escape disaster together and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. You know, and one of the things that I have learned over time and by hanging out with these people that are doing the deal, you know, and uh, and giving it, to someone else, you know, in order for me to keep this thing, I've got to give it away. And, you know, I've learned how to love thy neighbor as thyself, because that is not something I knew when I got here. And, and it wasn't, I don't think by choice, it was just the way that I had lived my life, you know, to to survive. And um, it was all, you know, all, all about me. And through watching these people, you know, in this substitute, you know, it says a sufficient substitute is vastly more than that. And then this is what I get all these promises, you know, and that over the years, you know, we continue to do this deal, you know, to carry this message. And uh, and I've had so many opportunities to do that in so many beautiful ways. And before I got here. I didn't know what my purpose was, and certainly, you know, and this was what I thought that by the time I was going to be 30 that I was going to be, die, and I was really okay with that, you know, and today I'm 58, and, I, and I'm pretty much alive and living well, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. and Shannon F., you're up, and then it'll be Nancy H. Hi there, Shannon F., as in fun, from Duluth, Minnesota. Um, so I um, really like the line. Um, love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, that was a big lesson for me to really grow in as I was coming in the doors, um, because I um, was very young coming into the doors, and many other fellows were in the um, a different age bracket. Um, so I learned to love them just as I would want to be loved, because that was the only way I could grab onto the life raft and get towards the recovery boat. Um, So I had to get over my selfishness of wanting to be separated and be on the unhumble ladder above everybody else. Um, And then what else comes to mind is that, um, hold on here one sec, let me find the line. Um, You will, then you will know what it means to give of yourself 
that others may survive and rediscover life. I mean, holy crap. Like, look at that line. Um, if you really actually imagine that in reality, um, we're saving lives. And we're, I mean, first we start by saving our own lives due to the power of God. Then we get to watch other people come from the gloom and doom of pretty much killing themselves. And for a long time, I just really could not open my lens of perception wide enough to see that. But now when I go to a meeting, before I even get in the door, I remember I'm going there is because we are saving each other's lives because God can be a form of skin on. And when a, a connection of fellowship comes together for a greater good, we strengthen our spirits to actually take on the craziness of life. So I just, my common theme for myself today is keep witnessing the miracles, keep looking for them, because if I don't keep looking for them and realizing them, then they're going to pass right over me or subtly under the radar. So with that, I pass. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Shannon S., as in fun. Thank you. Nancy H., you're up, and then it'll be Amanda R., Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy H. from Massachusetts, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, when they talk about a substitute here, there is a substitute. They're really talking about uh, uh, that we walk away from the isolation and the hell that we were in. And, you know, the substitute is not only the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's the 12 steps, and it's the recovery. Um you know, it says uh, fellowship, this is uh, the other thing. On page 17, they talk about the fellowship, you know, the people on a ship and after they, they're feeling right after they, uh, the camaraderie, right after they get saved. And that is a little different because with us, we don't just walk away from the ship. We just stay on and we, as it says here, we commence shoulder to shoulder to co- our common journey. So where I didn't fit in at any other um fellowship or any other place in the world, I fit in really great with the fellowship, and it was so refreshing to see, you know, that I could communicate with people who talked real instead of just surface niceties, and I established a bond so that when I was going through any traumatic experiences, I could talk to someone, they'd let me cry out my feelings, but then they'd bring me back to the recovery path by reminding me of the principles and and the methods we deal with whatever might be happening, and I really believe God speaks through people. Um, so it's wonderful that there's, you know, there's a, a recovery, but we have to keep in mind that we need our guide to get us through these steps. And if we don't do that, you know, the fellowship is not going to mean anything to us. I mean, it might be, oh boy, we're going to accept you as you are today, but it doesn't mean that we're going to recover. So I'm very grateful that there's that. And, um, you know, without, um, uh, let's see, telling us. Okay, um, I'm, I'm almost done. I think I've just about got what I was going to say. But um, it says, you know, we're dying helplessly. And, and, oh, I know. What I wanted to say is loving thy neighbor as they, thyself. To me, that's, um, you know, loving someone and trying to help them out without expectation of anything in return. And I learned that in this program. I learned that I can want to help someone to recover and save someone's life just like someone saved mine as long as I'm, I'm doing it without uh, uh, the wrong motives. 
and I've really found a way of feeling useful as a result of being able to help other people. So for today, I'm grateful. Um, I hope that all of you have a wonderful day, and I'm going to pass. Thank you, Nancy H. Amanda R., you're up. Good morning. This is Amanda R., and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Maine. And um, I think most of what I was going to say has already been shared, which is quite fine. I'm just going to add a little bit on, which is um, a bit about, you know, to love my neighbor as myself. I, for many, many years, I always believed that was a very important thing to do. I wanted to do it. And I didn't seem to be able. I kept trying. And my focus before recovery was always, why aren't people giving me what I want them to give me? Why? Like, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm in a lot of pain from various reasons. And people aren't fixing me. What's wrong with them? What do I have? Like, and it was always like, it was always what I want that they're not giving me. And I mean, it kind of seems clear to me now why I was having trouble loving my neighbor as myself because I was loving myself and wanting my neighbor to love me. <laughs> and the, the 12 steps removed those blocks between that I had put up between myself and God and I found that love that I was looking for and I found that that power that put me back together and I didn't need to try to twist people's arms anymore to try to give me that. I instead I, I started it was it was like getting this pair of new shoes and it felt strange and I'm walking around and like I want to give this to people. I I really think, oh my gosh, I think I actually want to help them and it was <laughs> a strange strange um, new discovery but it's been it's been wonderful and it is like they say infinitely more satisfying. And uh, that's all I have to say. All fast. Thank you, Amanda R. Okay, who else would like to share on these? This is Bella. Can I share? Bella, I got, got, Bella, I got you. I think there was a Chris to begin with. Chris, Chris, Chris. Maureen, Wait a minute. <laughs> it was okay. Chris G. Chris G? Yes, thank you. Nessa R. Nessa, Beverly Nessa. G. Beverly, Beverly G. Morning, Beverly. Melissa? Yes. Chrissy gotcha. G? Chrissy. All right. So there was a Chris and a Chris? Yes. Two people. Okay. Okie dokie. Wow. You guys, whoo. I gotcha. Anybody else? Maureen M. Maureen. Okay. Let's go with that. And this is what I got. And if I missed you, let me know. Chris G. Bella G. Nessa, I think it's R, Beverly B, Melissa C, Chrissy G, and Maureen M. All right, Chris G, you're up, and then it'll be Bella. Okay, good morning, everybody. This is Chris G, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Connecticut. Thank you for your service, and thank you all for being here. 
Um, I've learned a lot about... Can, can you speak up a little bit? You're really distant. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this better? I don't know. Try. Um, okay. So, uh, is that better? Yes. Now we can't hear you, Chris. Star one to on you. Chris, I can't hear you. All right. We'll come back to you, Chris, okay? Bella G. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Monica, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. You are going to meet these new friends in your own community. Yes, I meet them. You know, before the program, I was busy with myself only, and I was very lonely and alone because this is the way that I choose to live. I was scared from people. I was jealous. I was angry. I was disappointed. I was people pleaser. So I really ran away from my community. I ran away from people. I was self-pity. And I always said, if only, if only I wouldn't live here. If only I would live in a different place. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. And by being connected to a loving, accepting power, yes, I learned to accept myself, and I learned to accept that, that I am human, I am not perfect, and I can learn from everybody. And I can, you know, I can share my experience, and I can learn, and I can give away, because today, thank you, God, I am not in a stage of people pleaser. Today I am not in a stage of having the fear and the jealous of the people. And yes, I find those friends, those people in my community and I find them and they are there. And I am so happy when I meet them because we can be all the time to give and to get. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Chris G., are you here? You want to try it again? Chris G.? Okay, Chris, if you come back, we'll let you in, okay? Nessa R., we'll go with you, and then Beverly B. I just got back. I'm sorry. Oh, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. I don't know if you heard anything I said. No, I didn't. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'll make it very quick. Um, You got three minutes, girl. Take your time. Okay, thank you. I, you know, what I was saying was, and I guess God wanted me to say it twice, um, is that, you know, I didn't know what self-love was. How could I possibly love my neighbor as myself? Because Boy, I would feel sorry for those people that I were loving as my as I was loving myself because my my self love was false. It was it was indulgent. It was going to get my nails done. It was um, giving me uh, indulgent food 
um, so that I would feel better. It was taking a nap and isolating myself um, and convincing myself this, that this was really me taking care of myself and loving myself. And, and so my form of self-love was dishonest. I fooled myself regularly. And um, so now today, as I'm recovering, I'm discovering that self-love as a recovering compulsive overeater means walking in integrity, being honest with myself, and, um, and truly, truly doing what's required of me to be spiritually fit, not what my ego says or my disease says I want, but what God says God wants me. So I, I just wish us all a, a blessed day of love, true love. Let us be able to discern the difference in um, those, those, those uh, false ways that we have or I have um, tried to love myself and walk with that integrity and alignment with God's love. Thanks, all. Have a great day. Thank you, Chris G. And a gentle reminder to everyone, if you're not the speaker, please mute your phone. Okay, we're going to go to Nessa R., and then it'll be Beverly B. Nessa, you're up. Hello. Uh, hi, this is uh, Nessa R., recovered in Toronto, Canada. You know, we, um, we give sometimes the fellowship of that rap. Um, some of it is deserved and some of it is not deserved. Um, you know, of course... Um, the fellowship will not make us recover. Um, the fellowship can keep us abstinent for some time, but it cannot keep us abstinent for the long term. Only working the steps as outlined in the big book can do that. But the fellowship definitely plays a very important role in, in supporting us um, in doing that. And we're very fortunate to have the fellowship, which, you know, the people who wrote this book didn't have at the time. They, you know, they just... Um, kind of were going by, by, by trial and error and, you know, um, didn't have the, the vast support that we have now, you know, with phone meetings and internet uh, streaming and all that kind of stuff. And so what this makes me think about is the fact that, you know, oftentimes we come into the fellowship thinking about, okay, what can we do for me? But um, as we recover and as recovered people, we have a responsibility we have a responsibility to the fellowship. Um, you know, it says here, love thy neighbor as thyself. It doesn't say love thyself. And, you know, when we approach the fellowship as a place to learn to accept myself and love myself the way I am and, and achieve fat serenity and all that kind of stuff, that's not what, what, what this is really about. And this is not what it says in the book. You know, on page 164 that we read every day, it says... Ask in the morning meditation what you can still do. You can do for the man who's still sick. That's, that's what it's, it's all about. That's what it means, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. I have a responsibility to recover, and I have a responsibility to help others recovery because I cannot transmit that that I don't have. Uh, and it reminds me of a, oh, a, I don't know, I think it's funny now, but funny in a, in a not funny way, uh, about 19 years ago, I was sponsoring. I wasn't recovered. Um, I don't even know that I, I was abstinent. I said that I was abstinent, but I, I really don't think I was now in retrospect. Um, I hadn't, I mean, I was so fat, 
And not because I used to weigh 400 pounds and I now weigh 200, but because I used to weigh 200 and I weighed 180 pounds. I have no business sponsoring. And through that, I realized, well, I have to get honest with my abstinence, which wasn't really honesty. And so I, quote, unquote, changed my date. So I told my one sponsee, you know, I lost my abstinence. I don't know if I can keep sponsoring you, but it's really up to you. And what she said, she says, it doesn't matter to me that you have to change your day because you still have what I want. And now, looking back at that incident, I think, really? I have what you want? You know, I'm fat. I've only managed to take 20 pounds off. Uh, I'm not recovered. I'm still full of resentment. I'm still full of Time. fear, shame, guilt, and remorse. Um, thank you. Um, you know, we can kill people like that. Uh, and I myself have been guilty of that. And so it's time that we start taking our responsibility seriously by recovering and helping others recover by taking them through the steps as outlined in the big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Beverly B., you're up, and then it'll be Melissa C. And thank you, Monica. Thank you, everyone on the line. My name's Beverly B. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, very grateful to be here and grateful to be on the line most days. I don't share a lot, and I need to do that because this program's given me a life and a life just more fuller in my experience, strength, and hope. And I was thinking of the reading, and um, I talked with my sponsor the other day, and it was so good to have her in my life so many years that it brought tears to my eyes. Uh, to love your, love myself as my neighbor, you know, to love thyself. And I was very impatient when I got up in the morning and all through the night, look out, I was on a uh, train wreck, right to crash. I didn't care whose feelings I hurt or anything. I didn't love myself. I beat myself up. And early on in the program, my experience I'm sharing with this paragraph is that I wasn't patient with myself. I couldn't even wait in between my meals. And the meals or the food is in its rightful place now, but I'm more patient, I'm more kind, I'm more, in, in, uh, you know, I don't boast. Like, I don't have all that grandiosis, and if it comes up, I have the steps in the big book to deal with it and a sponsor and the help of others. And just in the communities, you know, we meet these conditions. And I was so thinking that I need to say this. The slogans have helped me so much. But for the grace of God go I. They may never come in, the people in my community, but I see them, I smile, you know, I live this and do it. Um, and I'll wrap it up with this. And I remember just this is after the ninth step and we're going into the tenth month. And that I made amends and I made my list and then made my amends to people that were dead and so on and so forth. And then the ninth step promises to come. You will know a new freedom. And I am just so, so grateful this morning. And I really had to share the Love Others Day for me because I was up early this morning reading Daily Reflections in that circle and I love unity. I cannot stand disunity among food plans and groupies and all that kinds of stuff. And it's like the circle and the triangle, the three-legged stool, physical, emotional, and the spiritual malady. So I am just 
so, so grateful to be where I'm at with each and every one of you this morning, and I'll mute and pass. Thank you, Beverly B. Melissa C., you're up, and then it is going to be Maureen M. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, people among us are dying, you know, from this. This is this is not a joke. Um, I, I think it's, you know, possibly epidemic and, um and and I feel like I have a very um, specific, unique charge. It's to love the people out there who are suffering from this um, and to be, a, a, you know, a bright spot of hope. Um, and, you know, and how this is different for me from any other time I um, was a victor, you know, and lost some weight, um, I thought that, you know, I was above. You know, I never wanted to identify back in with anyone who was struggling with it. Hey, I'm not anymore. You know, and that was like my old mindset um, because I kind of saw everything like the rungs on a ladder. Either I was above you or I was below you. But um, this is, and I didn't even know that I was like that. You know, like that's how blind I was. I really thought that I, you know, was someone that saw everybody as equal. But in my heart of hearts, I didn't. You know, and um, this is so different. You know, this is shoulder to shoulder, and I love that. I love when I hear that from other people in recovery. They remind me of that when I have a problem to recognize that everybody out there, we're on shoulder to shoulder with with the rest of humanity. And um, and I learned that in this program, in this fellowship, how to um, relate. To other people in a, in a very real and genuine equal manner and um, you know and the other thing that I wanted to say in regards to that is um, oh geez I just put my train of thought that um, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's all I'm supposed to say there because I forgot what I was going to say so I will pass have a beautiful day thank you thank you Melissa C Maureen M you're up Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, Maureen, I'm a recovered compulsive eater from New York. And I like this paragraph because especially at the end, you know, it says, uh, we will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And when I came in here, that was my problem. I did love my neighbor as myself. Um, I didn't get involved with people. I isolated. Um, I couldn't stand myself. Uh, I couldn't be in the same body room with myself without self-medicating with food. Um, And then I just, you know, I I just wanted to die. I, I don't know. That's the way it wound up for me. Um, I was given the, the gift of desperation. And, you know, I, I looked up fellowship and, you know, talks about unity and friendship and a common bond. And I didn't have that until I did the steps. I didn't understand that at all. 
until I addressed the 12 steps, particularly um, steps six and seven, where I learned about who I was and how I viewed the world and why and how and causes and effects. And then I understood and I began to trust people, especially people who had the positive power of uh, the program in their lives. And I listened and I could hear it and I learned from what I heard and sharing. You know, I remember in the beginning, uh, someone told me, uh, you know, I reached out to someone because I was all um, insane. And the person told me, well, why don't you call someone else and help them? You have a luxury problem here. And I was like, okay, do I get a resentment or do I listen? And that's been the story of my life. Um, Usually... In the past, I got a resentment. Once I had a power greater than myself in my life, I was able to humble myself and question it and pause and say, what's the truth behind this? Let me try this. Let me have a new idea. Um, Let me see if I can be part of this fellowship, if I can allow myself. And I did that. And it was the single most important piece of advice I received. Um, it helped me so much to become one among many. Now, I'm not any different from anyone else. And, you know, I'm not doing any of this on my own. God is helping me. My higher power is helping me. The positive power of the people in the program helped me. Um, I need help. I need help, period. And I'm so grateful because we will escape the disaster together. Thanks a lot. I pass. Thank you, Maureen M. And would anyone else like to share our news paragraphs before we move on? I'll share. And I'm Lo- you. I'm Lois M. from Massachusetts. Lois M. Anybody else? Jennifer. Leah Larry. I think I heard Janice. Okay, this is who I heard. Lois M., Janice, Leah, Larry, and somebody else. Renee. Renee. And Marzi. Okay, we're going to stop there because we're running out of time. We'll see how far we get. All right, Lois M. and then Janice M. Go ahead, Lois. Hi, thank you. Um, do you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. I didn't know if I was unmuted. Hi, I'm Lois from uh, Massachusetts, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, so glad to be on the line this morning. I usually, uh, it's the first time I've um, been on the uh the line in the morning and I'm so grateful like I try to listen to my higher powers will for me today and it just you know it just came into my you know consciousness and I'm just so grateful I'm like wow that's great Um, because it's just a great way for me to start my day especially today and to hear about uh, I came in late but I picked up on love thy neighbor and Um, relating a lot to what people are saying. And I really need to hear the message of, you know, being right-sized for me, you know, because I can either, um, I think someone said it, not to cross-talk, but be above or below. And, um, you know, love thy neighbor. Don't, you know, um, caretake thy neighbor or, you know, people-please thy neighbor or, 
be less than thy neighbor. I mean, I really need to hear, especially today about to uh, get ready to go to work after I um, hang up. It's it so helps, you know, because um, uh, right now I'm having some feelings of grief and I could just be so opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, which is how I was when I came in. Um, but, you know, today I have a guideline and steps and I could just, you know, keep praying for my higher power as well for me just to be, just to be, really. I really just have to pray to be. Um, you know, simple as that. Keep it really simple and uh, own my power and respect other people's, uh, you know, places as well. I, um, you know, before I took up the line, I already felt like I was going to go to work with a resentment for one particular person. And uh, that really hurts me. You know, I don't, resentments don't, don't, um, they, they don't, you know, they don't work for me. You know, it's okay to have feelings of anger for me sometimes, but um, if it's appropriate. But I really need to just, you know, I'm I'm drinking out of my coffee cup today that says let it begin with me, you know, and um, I really need to do that. Um, so I really, it was so helpful to hear everybody, and I'm so grateful that, you know, God had the plan for me to get on the bridge this morning. I had no idea that I was going to do that when I woke up, but it was just, you know, if I just keep praying, I just get the guidance. So thank you so much for, uh, I think your name is Monica, for being the moderator. Thank you, Lois M. Janice M., you're up, and then it'll be Leah. And thank you, Monica T. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, I'm going to give you my experience, and some people will say, oh, that's not going to happen to me. I'm young, you know, I'm, I'll be okay. Well, when I came into this program in November of 1982, I had, I I got a lot of friends, but I still communicated with four friends from OA for 30-something years. Now, I want to tell you my experience. We were bound by the same problem, and we were bound in the beginning by the same solution, the 12 steps. However, today, let me tell you, two of us are recovered, living wonderful lives, rediscovering a new life. One is in an assisted living, which is a very lovely place. And, of course, I'm living and doing what I'm doing today. The other two dropped out of the program. One of them today is 450 pounds, isolated, Lonely, as she says, cannot walk in in a nursing home. Now, I mean, you know, and the other one, of course, is doing what she has to do. Um, We still have lunch, you know, the one in the nursing home and the assisted living. We just stopped this year because one can't can't travel. Um, Lunch for 30 years. And um, you see, it's just amazing. We have a choice. I have a choice. Do I want to continue working these 12 steps or do I want to, you know, die and be alone? We, you know, we can be with a lot of people and still be very lonely. That's what I want to talk about because um, that was me in my disease. But you see, this, these 12 steps really, this is what it means. How can I possibly love my neighbor with that relationship if I don't have a relationship first with my higher power? which is the first three steps. 
and then doing steps four through seven, finding a relationship with myself. Then eight and nine for me, I can form a relationship with others. That's the whole story in a nutshell for me. It's impossible because I always thought I was so helpful to you, but I wasn't helpful. I was controlling you. Now today I'm, you know, still a selfish person, but I'm more selfless and I get a joy in helping others. And that's the difference. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice M. Leah M., you're up, and then it'll be Larry K. Thank you. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? Well, you know, we're in the chapter of vision for you, and uh, I certainly was no vision for you when I crawled into Overeaters Anonymous in 1982, uh, only to have my disease progress for five more years. Um But, you know, there's a place in the text, you know, that says we have recovered and have been given the power to help others. And that's quite a responsibility and an obligation and a duty that we have, you know, as uh, recovered uh, members. Um, But it's an absolute pleasure and it's an absolute privilege and an honor. And it's been one of the greatest blessings of my life um, to be part of uh, the birth of, you know, fresh new OA communities, um, meetings, you know, in different states. Um, that has been quite a blessing. There's also a passage at the end of this chapter um, that states, God will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. Meaning that, you know, as that earlier statement we have been we have recovered and have been given the power to help others that that gift that uh, responsibility is god given and you know i look at this fellowship that i'm blessed to be a part of uh every morning you know that wraps the globe i mean the other morning <laughs> before the meeting even started a few people checked in to say hello and you know one was from florida one was from israel one was from france i mean it's just it's just beautiful. It's like pieces of a mosaic that when put together form a picture of hope and possibility. That's what we are. Um, but you cannot teach what you don't know. Meaning, uh, you know, I didn't understand the exact nature of my illness. I didn't understand the depths to which it would take me, drag me by the roots of my hair. I had to get an education about the exact nature of my disease, allergy, the body, obsession, the mind, so that I would know what information to carry to a new fellowship. Uh, You cannot lead where you don't go, meaning I have to live this. The spiritual way of life is not a theory, and recovery is the attraction. Yes, it's important that I have information. Yes, it's important that I have knowledge, but it's more important that I have had an experience, a transformation that can spill out from my inside out. Uh, That's where the love comes. Um, If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there, meaning I know the path that has been laid out before me by those in whom the problem had been solved. You cannot be what you are not, meaning, again, recovery is the attraction, and you can't give what you ain't got, meaning the love that comes forward, the ability and the opportunity to see God in you is only because God has uh, been able to uh, reveal himself to me. I've been opened, awakened to his 
uh, love, care, and power in my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah M. Larry Kay, you're up, and then if we have time, it'll be Renee C. Hey, Monica. Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Uh, thanks for your service. What do you mean I can't teach what I don't know? I sure went out to try to teach what I don't know that I had not experienced because uh, I memorized a few lines in the big book. I had a, a head full of big book, boy, oh boy, and I had a belly full of Oreos, and I gave away exactly what I had. Um, yes, this, this, this fellowship is beautiful. Um, I, I used to, it's amazing. I used to think that the steps were intellectually insulting, but the cool thing about the steps is they don't give a rat's blank what I think about them, only that I, that I do them, you know, and, um, and spirituality I found for me is not something, you know, that I possess but it's something that unfolds over time and that and it continues to unfold. And now I can, I mean, humbly teach something I know from experience. So I'm not kind of, I'm not kind of looking in the eyes and, but, but in, in my heart of hearts, know that I'm a fraud. See, I don't have to do that anymore. You know, if you call me or, or, you know, if, if we meet, you know, I can look in the eye and, and you'll see, you'll know that this is per, this is a person just like so many others in this beautiful fellowship that knows from experience. Yet there's hopefully there's a humility that they know they didn't do it for themselves. So what I, what I say with this is don't get stuck on the words in the book. Focus on the experience those words point us towards. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Renee C., you're up, and we got two minutes. Thank you, Monica, for your service. This is Renee C., Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia. This was very powerful, this paragraph. Um, you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. And you will know the, the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, this fellowship is absolutely beautiful, but the fellowship isn't what's going to get me well. It is my connection to my higher power. It is working and living and praying these steps on a daily basis, especially 10, 11, and 12. And most importantly, I'm beginning to get a new understanding. It is working with others. And that does not just mean in in the OA fellowship. It means others in my life, period, end of story. So for that, I am very grateful. I really feel privileged and honored and gifted to be able to work with others to the level of what I have and I have in my experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I will pass. Monica, have a wonderful day, and uh, I love you all. Have a great day. Thank you, Renee C. And with that, I'm sorry, Mara Z, we've run out of time. Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Nancy H., would you read for us, please, from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 